Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report. It is a brand new show for a brand new day. Today is May 3rd. The year is 2023. Well, by golly, that's the year of Larry. It's a surprise birthday party. Happy birthday! It's, it's three in the morning. I don't believe this, Tom. Oh, you really... You, you shouldn't have... Uh... Who are you people? Oh, hell, Larry. Cousin Larry. Cousin Larry. It is right to give Cousin Larry thanks and praise, just like it's right for you guys to be joining us here today on The Ralph Report. The Ralph Report. Eat an orange, you fuck. That's right. Eat an orange, you fuck. <laughs> What? We'll be talking about scurvy later on. Will the scurvy show. community come after I you. Got, I have. You get asked full. I have some apologies people. to make to the scurvy <laughs> community, but we'll get to that in a moment. Kids, welcome to the podcast. I think you're going to enjoy today's show immensely. Why? Because on the counter, you want to know why? I just said that, sir. Because it's a Wednesday. That means one hit wonder Wednesday. A rather recent one hit wonder. Yeah. This is one of those bands that has a massive cult following but only managed ever to appeal to the uh, large spectrum of listeners just that one time huh. with a number five hit song in the top 10 on the Billboard 100. We'll get to them in a moment. Also, besides entertainment news and your phone calls, we are going to have a special visit from one of my favorite comedians, Taylor Williamson. He's also a buddy. So funny. You may remember him from his long run on America's Got Talent. Him in second. Almost got to the top. Came in second. Came in second and had a long-running feud with Heidi Klum on that show <laughs> that people were speculating they were actually dating and banging behind the scenes. It got very involved. <laughs> anyway, uh, Taylor's going to be playing here in Los Angeles on the 11th, and uh, he's going to be recording his new comedy special. And so we're going to be talking about that and his uh, ugly dog when, uh, when he comes on. <laughs> I feel bad, but the dog is not attractive. No, I've seen it. Yes. It's not a good-looking dog. Um, let's get the introductions out of the way. I'm your old podcast pal. My name's Ralph Garman. Sitting here in the Batcave with me is the Rear Admiral himself, Sheriff of Ghost Town, Mayor of Myrtle Beach, victim of vandalism, the Dilf Pickle. He's Nipsey Muscle. He's Odegaff. Some folks call him Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Yo ho, Eddie. What's new in your world, Pence? Um, a little tired. Yeah, little still tired. from your trip to well, Thunder Bay? Well, no, I went and saw Return of the Jedi last night. Oh, that's right. Late last night. We got a 10 o'clock showing me and the kid. You have a child yeah. who has to be at school in the morning. Right. Why would you take him to a 10 p.m. showing? Well, because it, it was the only time I could get the ticket. And he wanted to go see, see it in the theater. And I'm a good dad. So we do fun stuff like that. Well, a good dad would make sure he got a good full night's sleep before we, he went to school. We studied for a science quiz before the movie. I'm surprised you didn't let him stay home the next day. 
Uh, how was it? Was it everything you remember? Everything I remember on the big screen. I love it. Did the Ewoks go? Bloop, 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 bloop. Or whatever no, they, they don't do. go bloop, 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 bloop. <laughs> yeah, they do. No, they don't. What's that song they do? Bloop, 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 bloop. Nub, nub. Nub, nub. That's it. <laughs> the bloop, worst. Bloop, bloop, bloop. The worst. Why do you hate everything? I don't hate everything. You hate everything. I just hate Ewoks. Everything I like, you hate. I hate Ewoks. They should have been Wookiees. Yes, they, they should have gone to Kashyyyk, not indoor, and it should have been Wookiees. You're goddamn right. That way, as they're destroying stormtroopers left and right, you wouldn't say, well, that's a lot of bullshit. <laughs> Oh, they use big <laughs> logs tied to vines. Stop it. These it guys have blasters and been. speeders. It was a it was a misstep on Lucas's part. He was just trying to sell more toys. Oh, do you think? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. But it, it would have wrapped up that storyline with the Wookiees being enslaved by the Empire nicely. Exactly. And they liberated the Wookiees and beat the Empire the And same then time. they could all celebrate Life Day together. Yes. And give each other gifts. And Art Carney could have dropped by. And, and B. Arthur. B. Arthur. Great. Harvey Corman could have taught drinks. them all how to make a... Make a cake. <laughs> would have been delicious. Perfect. Uh, kids, I think you're in for a, a fine, fine program today. But we have one more special guest we have to thank. The four-star generals. <laughs> Once a week, we let the four-stars stop by here in the Batcave and hang out with us as we record live in front of their eyes. Sure. Pull back the curtain, like they say. Yeah. Let them see it, warts and all. Let's see the little the pre-show banter. Oh yeah, it's always fun. It is sometimes better than the show. Usually, I'm is. not going to lie. But thank you, four stars, for hanging out with us. We love it when you guys are here, and not only for the company, but I love to ride on the drinking board. Allows me to have a cocktail guilt-free because mm. we are hosting a party, and it wouldn't be a party without a little tipple. Sure, tipple. So tonight I'm uh, I'm going easy, okay. taking it easy on myself. Just one glass of wine during oh, the no, show? Oh, no. I will. The bottle just got Oh, so you, you will refill during the show at the some point? The bottle will be finished before bedtime. Well, yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I'm but saying. But normally when you have Jack or something, you refill it two or three times during the show. I do. And Do I, you drink wine I, as quickly I, as you do Jack? I plan to do that as okay. well. I'm a thirsty boy. I didn't. People mostly sip wine. They don't. I do. I sip the first glass. And, and then, then the sec, from the second glass on, it's just game on. Chug a lug. I know what it tastes like now. Now I'm a man on a mission. Right. So I'm uh, I'm having a Zinfandel. My favorite of all the varietals is the Zinfandel. Okay. And my favorite vineyard is uh, Francis Ford Coppola's. Coppola's, okay. Coppola's, Coppola's that, Zinfandel. Now, do you get a worse uh, hangover headache off wine than you do, say, Jack Daniels? Like liquor? No. Uh, the worst hangover I get is from vodka, surprisingly. Oh, really? And they often say um, clear liquors give you less of a hangover because there's less... less that's what I've heard. Stuff in them. So I heard like red wine gives you a, a worse hangover with a headache and whatnot. I don't find that to be the case huh. with me. Vodka usually makes me feel the worst okay. the next day. But, you know, I've got L-cysteine, so really yeah. nothing. Nothing. You're invincible now. I, I'm, it's like having a bulletproof vest for hangovers. It's the best <laughs> slash worst thing that I've ever discovered. There's no consequences There are zero consequences to heavy <laughs> drinking for me now. I pop some L-cysteine before bed. Yeah. Wake up, right as rain. Ready to go again. Go run 10, 12 miles. Sure. Uh, hit the iron. Do some pull-ups. Do some uh, one-armed pull-ups. One-armed push-ups. I'll uh, skip rope for an hour or Lunges. two. Hit the heavy bag. Spar a little bit. Then work the, on the show with for a 10, former 20 champ. minutes. Then, then I work on the show. And uh, it's, it's... I didn't know you were so active. It's the perfect way to live. Well, you're not around. That's you don't true. know. That's true. You just drop by for an hour. It's I all. I don't know what you do. It's all giggles and rainbows for you. I know. You don't see the behind. I don't the, see the hard work. Exactly. It's true. 
Uh, so whatever you're doing tonight, four-star generals, to uh, enjoy the uh, program, I hope uh, you uh, enjoyed as much as I. Eddie's drinking water, if anybody Always. cares. This one's got some ice in it. He's well hydrated. Mm. Let's turn our attention to the rest of the Garmy, now that we've thanked the four stars, with the Ralph Report Hotline. We love it when the Garmy checks in, especially when they leave their voicemail messages on the Ralph Report Hotline. It's available to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Can't be more convenient than that. No. Something pops into your head, a thought, a feeling, a question, a comment, just dial up the phone. Sure. one 833 Hi, Ralph. That'll take you to the Ralph Report Hotline, where you can leave your voicemail message, knowing that it will be heard by yours truly. I listen to them all. And I grab a handful, and I put them here in a segment we call Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's going to play your calls now. Let's see what's on your mind. Blip, 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 blow. Yesterday was International Scurvy Awareness Day. And I may have been a bit flippant. A bit? Slash. A bit? Belligerent mm. in regards to my reaction to yeah. that day. Yeah, I yeah. questioned. You went hard in the paint, as they say. Why are yeah. we celebrating a holiday that, that for, uh, for a, a disease that went the way of the dodo? That, that is basically only relegated to the annals of history yes. when it comes to pirates and whatnot. Sure, sure. And I may have said a few times. The Ralph Report. Eat an orange, you fuck. Eat an orange, you fuck. Yeah, simple solution, right? It, uh, if you eat an orange, you really, it goes away. It just, it just it, I never imagined that there could still be a problem today. Well, what do you know? <laughs> you got called out? The Garmy knows more than I do on a great many <laughs> subjects, and scurvy apparently is one of them. Hi, Ralph. I just wanted to say I love your show. It's a huge part of my day. But even I found the scurvy bit really funny on scurvy day. Um, just a quick reminder, unfortunately, scurvy is a disease that really affects low-income households. Even in developed nations, sadly, about 10 to 17% of low-income people suffer from scurvy. Unfortunately, when you can't afford food, you eat less and you get less vitamin C. And on top of that, you could even find your food of lower quality possessing less vitamin C even if you try. I just thought we should watch out for the symptoms. Uh, it is a disease that is affecting all of our communities across the world. It's sad because one of the symptoms is easy bruising, which means uh, child service calls are even become uh, confused matters, a little bit heartbreaking where a parent explaining why their child has a bruise, uh, unaware that it's poverty that is actually hurting them I just want to finish with saying I absolutely love your show it's like the most important thing in my day I just thought maybe we could do a food bank shout out uh, for a post scurvy day type event thank you bye bye well don't I feel like an asshole oh, wow. <laughs> and he was so nice about I know he's his, so polite about it his rebuff as well he's been a dick I mean, so like you fucking asshole don't you know scurvy's real Suck a dick. <laughs> <laughs> at least I don't prevent scurvy at too. Least I could be angry at him. Yeah, but no, this he's gentleman so nice. was so complimentary so and nice. informed. And now little kids 
around mm. the world are suffering from scurvy. Right. And here and I going off like a blowhard. And then child services thinks they're abused at home, right. but it's just because so the parents oh. are also suffering. And here am I being, oh, eat an orange, you fuck. What are you, a fucking pirate? What a fucking entitled douchebag I am. But isn't that part of life? You learn and then you you grow. Yeah. Now you've grown. I have grown, okay. but I feel like an asshole. Well, you got to learn first. Who knew scurvy was still a thing? No one 10 did. to 17% except, except that polite of poverty-stricken people around the world are still dealing with scurvy. And let's all remember, it's a disease that can be cured with just having some vitamin C in With some healthy food, which a lot of low-income families can't afford. What a entitled (laughs) cock smoker I am. Just just made me feel awful. But now you know, and you move forward, and you've grown. So to his suggestion, uh, please, (laughs) if you have a couple bucks, you can throw towards a local food bank to help impoverished families serve more nutritious meals to their kids, including vitamin C. Mm-hmm. You know, get them some tang or some shit. I don't know. What, what do you call it? a lot of vitamin C and tang? Oh, yeah. Oh, tons okay. of it. Get them, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be fresh fruit because sometimes, uh, you know, um, food banks won't take that. They'll only right. take canned f- uh, f- uh, uh, food and things like that. So maybe some fruit juice that's high in vitamin C or something, but uh, try to do something. I know I will. I'm going to yeah. make a big stinking donation because now I feel like an asshole. It's not just pirates, man. It's not just pirates. That's what they should put out. It's scurvy. It's not just for pirates. I should volunteer to do a PSA for the National Scurvy Association. Yeah. Bring back your uh, character from our... Arr, matey. I bet you think scurvy's just for scallywags like me and me mates. Well, you'd be wrong, and I'd make you walk the plank, you landlubber. Scurvy also affects children. Arr. I could do like a whole pirate character. You could. You have the costume still, don't you? I don't know if I still have the costume. So anyway, thank you for setting me straight. I apologize to any out there who may have been touched by the scourge of scurvy. But uh, I'll I'll never make that mistake. Now we know. Eddie, on the other hand, what? there's no fixing him. Eddie's do? just going to keep offending people. Who do I offend now? Keep making people sad. What do I do? Because it's his nature. Uh. Ralph, it's Chris from Chicago, one half of a four-star general. Uh, listen, I, I'm listening to Tuesday's show. I, 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 gotta, I, gotta, I have to stop. I'm in the middle of making dinner. I'm a chef by trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tuna thing. Ralph. Right? Fuck me. Why? Right. right. Mm. Just no. Why? Right. No. You made a chef cry. I hope you're happy. Why? Why? He can make tuna for whoever he wants. I didn't say stop making tuna. I feel your pain, sir. I feel your pain. I just don't want to eat your tuna food. Unlike me, Eddie Pence won't learn and he won't change. He's going to stay. I've had tuna. I don't like it. It's not fishier than salmon. You eat salmon all the time. I, I enjoy salmon. I've had both. I don't care for tuna. This is why chefs throw quail eggs at your car, because oh, you're that guy. Fucking quail egg. We've decided we're going to have quail eggs for Munch and Monday. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Never had a quail egg. Never had a quail egg? I never had. We're going to have some quail, quail eggs. How do you cook a quail egg? You just uh, fry it up like over easy? You can make Scramble it any way it? you want. I think we should have hard-boiled quail eggs. Oh, that'd be interesting. So we can show the, the shell, and then we can peel off the little shell, and mm-hmm. then eat the quail egg inside. Okay. I never had a quail egg. See? Mm. But if I don't like it, then I can fucking talk shit about no, it. And you go, can't. I don't want fucking quail eggs. Like same with tuna. I've had tuna. I hate tuna. You don't. I do. We were talking about that lady uh, there in uh, in Los Angeles who was watching the musical performance of Tchaikovsky. Oh yeah. When uh, something moved her spirit mm-hmm. and her labia. Mm.
Well, <laughs> some folks speculated maybe it wasn't the music that was moving her. Yeah. Hey, Ralph, John from Lancaster, PA, two-star. I think we all know what happened at the uh, Philharmonic there. She wasn't moved by any vibrations or the music or anything else. Her uh, partner was holding a remote, and she was wearing a portable vibrating device uh, activated by that remote. Uh, I mean, come on. Aside from making a scene, and he's got a big old smile on his face. Mm. Yeah, yeah, we know what happened here. I see. LMB. Excellent deduction, sir. Yeah. One of those remote wireless vibrators. That's definitely, that's definitely a possibility. And the guy's got the thing going, and yeah. they're having a little sex game at the concert. Yeah. And he thinks, oh, you know, when, when, when the orchestra gets quiet, listen to this. And, bing, and he turns it up to 11. <laughs> she jumps out of her that, seat. That does make sense why, why he was smiling. Exactly. Mm. Well done. Garmy's full of detectives. And lastly, we play upbeat music for you each and every episode. Why? Because we want to make your day a little bit brighter. That's why we call these our happy hits. We're still doing covers. This one relates directly to yesterday's show. I want to submit a happy hit that also has to do with our second week of uh, worshiping Cousin Larry. Uh, in 2005, Family Guy put out a comedy album. Uh, Walter Murphy did all the music, and uh, Seth obviously did a grip of the voices, including my favorite track, which is called TV Medley. The album is called Family Guy Live in Las Vegas, and the entire record is Seth and the entire cast. I don't know if you're on it or not, Ralph. I'm not. Um, doing a lounge-style Vegas act, and TV Medley is all of the best 80s theme songs. I mean, you got Different Strokes, Growing Pains, Charles in Charge, Silver Spoons, and in the metal, at about 5.15, you've got Perfect strangers and uh probably my favorite rendition of the perfect strangers theme song any of these could be a happy hit but since we're worshiping cousin larry for a second week in a row i want to nominate the tv medley at 515 perfect strangers theme song sung by stewie and brian griffin thanks love you mean it bye yesterday's tv tune was nothing's gonna stop me now the theme song from Perfect Strangers. So today's happy hit, the cover of that by Brian the Dog and Stewie Griffin. Gosh, you know, we sound so bloody good together. Well, that's because we know each other so well. Oh, I suppose you're right. Good Lord, just think how atrocious we'd sound if we were perfect strangers. Sometimes the world looks perfect Nothing to rearrange Sometimes you just get a feeling Like you need some kind of change No matter what the odds are this time Nothing's gonna stand in my way This flame in my heart And a long-lost friend Gives every dark street a light at the end Standing tall Rise and fall on the wings of my dreams Through rain and thunder and hail and haze I'm bound for better days ah. It's my life and my dream Nothing's gonna stop me now
I say, was I all right on that last note? Well, of course you were. Don't be ridiculous. And he can sing, too. That Seth MacFarlane pisses me off. Yeah. Can do it all. You're quite the talented individual. Ass. <laughs> Go eat an orange, you fuck. You should give him scurvy. You should. You should secretly give him scurvy. I'll teach him. <laughs> Thanks to everybody who called in. You, too, can be featured in the Garmy on the Line segment. But in order for that to happen, you got to call me. Call me. Now it's time to look at folks who passed away on this day, May 3rd, throughout history. They may be lost to history. Yeah. But we will bring them back for one day. Right. As we talk about their lives and legacies in this segment. Hello, death. cover in its own right it is this is a queen J original <laughs> all these folks passed away on may 3rd starting in the year 1481 with mehmed the conqueror mehmed the conqueror mehmed the conqueror mehmed. he was an ottoman sultan oh. who conquered conquered constantinople wow, that ain't easy to say conquered 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 constantinople he died on this day in 1481 poisoned at the oh, age of 49 oh so that'll go show you yeah don't take over constantinople of course you can't anymore because it's not constantinople it's Istanbul anymore. now Istanbul was constantinople now it's Istanbul not constantinople been a long time gone constantinople now it's your light on a moonlit night yeah mm. 1758 benedict the 14th pope died at the age of 83 his uh, given name was Prospero Lorenzo Lambertini. Oh, Benedict's easier to say. Yeah, Benedict. Yeah. You got to pick a pope name when you're pope. You yeah. can't just go by your own name. Oh, I'm Pope Phil. You can't do that. You got to pick like well, a pope name. Wait, so there's a, was there a set of pope names that you have to pick from? Or can you pick a different any name you want? I think uh, it has to be found in the Bible, I think. Oh, so any name from the Bible, you can be a pope. I, I, I think so. Okay. Or unless they, maybe they have to be a saint or something. I don't know. I'm okay. not quite sure it how Seems it limiting. Anyway, he died at the age of 83 on this day. It's so weird sometimes the ultra-religious people who say, like, Biden's too old to be president yeah. have no problem with popes being, like, oh, a million. Gajillion. Well, they actually talk to God. So oh, they're that's in direct true. line with that's God. That's true. And Willie Nelson's at the Hollywood Bowl, and he's 90. <laughs> at 90. So. 1861, Anthony Philip Heinrich, America's first full-time composer. He was the first person who made a living in America writing music. Wow. Died at the age of 80. Living a dream. He was. 1880, Jonathan Homer Lane, American astrophysicist. He was the one who mathematically analyzed that the sun was a gaseous body. Ooh. He died at the age of 60. Before then, they didn't know what the sun was made of. He said, it's gas, dumbasses. It's a bunch of gas, man. 
I mean, we're not really sure that's true. <laughs> I mean, the moon's made of cheese, but the we know sun is gas. For sure. Mary Ewing Outerbridge died on this day in 1886, American citizen who is credited with bringing tennis to the United States. Oh, okay. it's from Bermuda. I, tennis is from Bermuda? I think it, it's one of the places where they played it. Mm. She was there vacationing and she said, I say, that looks like fun. <laughs> Let's bring it home, shall we? And she did. And then rich people started playing tennis. They sure did. Alfred E. Nope. Alfred L. <laughs> I went right for Alfred E. E. Newman. Yeah. Yeah. Alfred L. Crayley died on this day in 1920. Oh, my. What? Inventor. Oh, what do you fucking do? Oh. Please fucking tell me. You know how I feel about inventions that we're still him using? Let's to skin them alive. No. I do. I want to give him so much I want to hold him down and skin him alive. I want to give him credit Ugh. for inventing something that we're still using what? today. What do you invent? God damn it. <laughs> the ice cream scoop. Oh, I want to break every bone in his body. Oh, no, I want to kiss him. With an ice cream scoop. I want to kiss him on the lips and say thank you for the ice cream scoop. Right. As you Before slowly that, suffocate him. Before that. How'd you get ice cream out of the out of the tub? Your hands. Your hands. Ron or Santa you, style. <laughs> Just dig in there with your fingers, man. Or you had to lick it. You had to lick it out. <laughs> Suck it out and spit it into a dish. <laughs> but Alfred gave us that curved yeah, brilliant. scoop. Like thing. a spoon almost. <laughs> no, it's almost not a, gave us a spoon. It's not a spoon. Look at an ice cream scoop. It's right. got that concave. Right. He's like, let uh, me half, let me see a spoon, and I'll make it a little deeper. It's much more than a spoon. Is it? Yes. Mm. It's the ice cream scoop. Okay. When you don't have a scoop, how do you get ice cream out? You use a spoon. Yeah, we would have survived. We would have been digging for days. We would have we would have made do. But the scoop mm. didn't change Changed much. the ah, game. Really? Sorry. What Ask game? Ask Baskin. Ask Robbins. See how they feel what, about the scoop. What game was changed? The ice cream game. What game do you think? I don't, I'm trying to figure it out because you could oh, just use the spoon. Uh, badminton. Yeah. That was the game that was Probably. changed by the ice cream just scoop. Just as effectual. No, it it, it was genius, mm. and I give him high praise, high marks He just for the made a deeper scoop. spoon is all he did. You don't know. 1940, Henry Ossian Flipper. Died on this day. What well, Flipper? Flipper. That's a given name. His, his actual last name? name was Henry Flipper. Henry, Henry Flipper. Flipper. Oh, that's terrible. It's not terrible. It's a bold, proud name. <laughs> if you're a dolphin, <laughs> American oh, soldier, flippers. former slave, oh. but first African American to graduate from West Point. Look at that. How about that? Flipper went from slave to graduating from West hmm. Point. Now, what do you say that's about Mr. Flipper? Pretty impressive. I just want to know where the Flipper came from because that's obviously not his real African name. I don't know what his actual name was, but his given name was Henry Flipper. Mm. Died at the age of 84. I on bet this he flipped day. stuff when he was a slave. <laughs> oh my God. Probably a pancake cook. Yeah, that was a big job on the plantation. <laughs> you never know. Somebody had to no, flip no, the pancake. No, I'm going with you. The white man wasn't going to flip the pancake. I'm agreeing with you. There, there used to be a lot of people doing hard labor, and then they would set aside usually one slave whose specific job flip was to flip pancakes. Henry How Flipper. well you know Henry Flipper. your history of the antebellum South. Somebody had to do it, and white people weren't flipping their own pancakes. Jesus. 1954, Tom Tyler passed away at the age of 50 from heart failure, way too young. Mm. He was best known as a leading actor in low-budget Western films in the silent and sound eras, but the game changer came along for him in 1941. That's when he starred as Captain Marvel in The Adventures of Captain Marvel film serial from Republic Films, the very first live-action superhero wow. film ever. Wow. Tom Tyler was the first actor to play a comic book superhero. That's some trivia right there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay. I know. That's what it said. Just saying. He was the first actor to play a superhero. How cool is that? That's cool. That's why I said it's some trivia. And you're like, there it is. 
You look just like Captain Marvel too. Do I? If you ever, not you, oh. Tom Tyler. I you said you look just like Captain he Marvel too. He looked just like Captain Marvel too. Okay, Tom well, Tyler. That's probably why he was cast. It was, and he had the costume, and they followed this the storyline pretty uh, oh, they did? pretty closely. Okay, he was uh, taken into a cave by the old wizard. This seems creepy. As a boy, Billy Batson. And then the Poor Billy Batson. The, the wizard created this whole personality to escape the trauma. The, the wizard. I'm a superhero. Sure you are. Billy. Gave to him a gift. <laughs> sure you are, Billy. Of magical powers. Yeah, he, gave, he did gave him something to protect mankind. Poor Billy. Here's a scene from the 1941 serial, The Adventures of Captain Marvel. All that is necessary is to repeat my name, Shazam. By its repetition. You will become Captain Marvel and take on the virtues you see recorded there. That's right. Uh, you, you remember what Shazam stands for? Seven different gods. Right. Zeus is one of them. Yes, the Z. Yeah. Yeah. Mercury. That's one of them. That's the M. Yeah. Uh, A is uh, H is Hercules. Right. S is uh, Sophocles. Solomon. Solomon. The wisdom of Solomon. And the A's are Artemis, Atlas, and Adam. Strength Anaheim. of Atlas, Anaheim, not Anaheim. <laughs> that was the old wizard Shazam. Of course, it's pretty much accepted across the board that the uh, quintessential, the uh, the the best version of the wizard Shazam ever performed by any actor yeah. is from the DC Lego movie Shazam: yeah. Magic and it's Pretty Monsters. much unanimous. Everyone yeah. says of all the actors who have played. The wizard Shazam. Only one man. There's really only one actor who has captured him perfectly. Right. That's the quintessential performance. Yeah. I don't know who the actor is, but I pulled a little piece of uh, that uh, that animated film for you. The point is, Billy, that even I, the wise and powerful wizard, risked something and continue to risk by giving that power to you, my true champion. Ah, oh, shucks. That's Sean Astin as uh, Captain Marvel, wow. but wow. I don't know who played the, uh, no the wizard. But I, I'll, people say. I'll Google it. A lot of people are saying. Everybody's saying. A lot, lot of people, people, people come up. with tears in their eyes. And they say, the guy who did the voice of the wizard in that DC Lego movie. That is. That's Shazam. That is who. That's the one. Mm. 1969, Carl Frund, German cinematographer and film director, died on this day. Did the cinematography for Dracula. Oh. The wow. Mummy, and I Love Lucy. How about that? Wow. That's a, that's a, a that's range. A lot of similarities there. He invented, in the uh, days of the silent film, he also did Metropolis, by the way, another great silent uh -huh. film. He created what was known as the unchained camera technique. Mm. He was the first person to start doing zooms and pans and trolleys. Before that, it was just a lockdown a camera. still shots on Everything happened sticks. in front of it. Exactly. 1986, Robert Alda, American actor, died. Probably best known for being the father of Alan Alda, but he was a star in his own right back in his day. He was the original uh, actor on Broadway who played the role of Sky Masterson in Guys and Dolls. Luck be a lady tonight. Luck be a lady tonight. Luck if you've ever been a lady to begin with. Luck be a lady tonight. Susie Parker, the original supermodel, born... Uh, I don't know when she was born, but she died on this day in 2003. I know that much. Yeah, uh, Her modeling career reached its zenith during the 1950s when she was the most recognizable model 
in advertising. First model ever to earn a hundred thousand dollars per year in 1956. Wow. That translates into almost a million dollars in today's money. A lot of money. Indeed. 2007, Wally Shearer, American astronaut, died at the age of 84. He was on the missions Mercury 8, Gemini 6, and Apollo 7. Okay. 2011, we lost Jackie Cooper, American actor, director, and producer. Even ran a studio for a while. Jackie Cooper was a star since he was a tiny, tiny little kid. He played the little boy in the original version of The Champ, mm -hmm. that film with Wallace Beering. Get up, champ! Get up, champ! <laughs> and then he became a, an adult actor as well, very successful, then became a great uh, TV director, ran Screen Gems television for a while, but most people still remember him as the crusty editor of the Daily Planet, Perry White, from the classic Richard Donner film, Superman. We're sitting on top of the story of the century here. I want the name of this flying whatchamacallit to go with the Daily Planet like bacon and eggs. Franks and beans, death and taxes, politics and corruption. I, I don't think that he would uh, lend himself to any ch cheap promotion schemes, though, Mr. White. Exactly how would you know that, Kent? Um, uh, um well, just a uh, first impression. <laughs> Love that movie. And Lloyd Price left us in 2021, R&B singer, one of the originators of rock and roll, like many African-American singers. Started something, and then uh, white folks came along and uh, took credit for it and started sure. monetizing it. But he was one of the originals. Died at the age of 88 on this day. All right, you know what we do at this point? We find a food related to someone who died on this day, and we run it past Eddie Pence. See if it's something he'd be willing to eat or perhaps stick up his ass. And then pull out. Yeah. There's only one way for us to find out. We talk about the food, then we pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. Those reels go round and round, and when they stop, if they match... Jackpot. That means Eddie Pence is eating that yes. food. However, if they're mismatched... <laughs> then Eddie's oh. not going to eat them. Nah. Nope. Not him. No, sir. On this day in 1763, mm -hmm. George Salmanazar died. Salmanazar. 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 Famously, a British imposter. Oh, famous imposter. This is a fascinating story that has been lost to the annals of history. Yeah? Yes. Say how. I'll tell you a little something about George Salmanazar. 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 Famous imposter. Famous imposter. Back in the uh, late uh, 17, 16... 90s? Um, 80s. 1702. I want to say the 18th century, sure. 1700s. 1700s. Uh, no one knew what Taiwan looked like. Nobody. Nobody, nobody knew had who, been there. Nobody had been there. Nobody... Un undiscovered They country. knew of it, but they had never met anyone right. from there. It was no. called Formosa back then. Oh, okay. Now called Taiwan. Sure. And so this guy showed up and claimed to British aristocracy that he was a savage from Formosa who had been kidnapped by Jesuit priests and brought to England, oh. saying, I am a Formosan, uh -huh. and I know all of things uh, of my people and how they live, and uh, welcome me into your highbrow society, uh -huh. and I will tell you, I will part to you stories of the savage land. Of the Formosans. Yes. Yes. 
This guy was white and blonde and blue eyed. Yeah, but they didn't know. But they didn't they know. They didn't know. No one so been there. So he he was the George Santos of his time. He made up <laughs> a language. He made up rituals right. and lifestyles. He used to be a drag queen. <laughs> he he made up what they used to eat, how they lived. <laughs> Just totally made up an entire civilization. Good for him. And no one ever caught on to him. And the rich people loved him. And they would have course. these grand events where he would be the guest of honor. And they would feed him the best foods. And he would just go on and on. There's no internet back then. He created an alphabet an that al was published. <laughs> the Formosan <laughs> alphabet. And he was just making lines and squiggles and stuff. It was oh, batshit crazy. The more I read amazing. this story, I couldn't believe it. Here's some of the things he said about the uh, people who lived on Formosa. First of all, some people, there were some skeptics, and they said, given its region and how much sun exposure there is, why are you so pale? Oh, the smarty pants. Smart people. Smart people. Who don't fall for bullshit. Right. And he the always educated. had an answer. He said the upper classes of Formosa lived in apartments underground. Oh, and it kept living. their skin pale uh. and, and, and chilly. Here's what he said. He said the men of his country uh, walked around naked except for a gold or silver plate they would carry in front of their genitals. <laughs> their main food were serpents that they hunted in trees with branches. Oh. However, sometimes they would eat human flesh as well. well that you was, have to. That was a uh, delicacy. Circumstances arise. Formosa, Formosans, form, form, Formosans, 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 were polygamous, he said. Okay. And the husbands had a right to eat their wives if they cheated on them. Oh. Yes. Okay. So he created a whole society. But the truth is, obviously, none of this was true. Right. So I took a look at Taiwanese cuisine. I thought I would find a traditional Taiwanese dish. For you to eat. Oh, like a cheating wife? <laughs> Not a cheating wife. Oh. No, that was the fake Formosa. Oh. This is the real Formosa, okay. now known as Taiwan. Sure. One of their most popular dishes and has been for hundreds of years yeah. is Zangzi. 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 Yeah, what is that? Uh, translates to a sticky rice dumpling. And it is a bamboo leaf mm -hmm. wrapped around a bundle of sticky rice. Okay. It's pyramid shaped. It's filled with dried shrimp mushrooms, peanuts, chestnuts, and diced pork. There's also pickled radish in it, along with salted egg yolk and other bits of crunchy things to counter the sticky chewiness of the rice. What are crunchy things? Just things that texture change, okay. crunchy things. You're being vague. And I'm not. Like it just like says it. here they add crunchy elements to crunchy try to element, okay. counter the sticky chew of the rice. It could be fingernail clippings. So zongzi is a traditional Taiwanese dish. Is that something Eddie Pence would eat? There's only one way for us to find out. We got to pull that handle. Here we go. One zong, two zong, three. No, 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 no. First of all, mushrooms, and I don't really care for dumplings. No, the dumpling casing. Well, like it's not. It's no. It's a. It's a sticky rice ball. They don't actually put a dumpling casing. And why they call on it a dumpling? Because it's shaped like a dumpling, no. and then it's wrapped in a bamboo leaf. Well, there's mushrooms in it, and then pickled radish. I don't care for. You've never I mean, had pickled radish in your whole goddamn anything life. Anything pickled? Anything pickled? Don't pickle anything. And then I don't uh, care for crunchy things. Dried shrimp. I like dried shrimp. Shrimp, that's fine. Peanuts, chestnuts. Those things are fine. Pork. I'll even eat the pork. Salted egg yolk. I'll even eat the pork. The crunchy Not things the they're yolk. probably referring to is the nuts, probably. Probably is the I crunchy. Then be specific. <laughs> right? Specific. I don't want crunchy things. And I don't like mushrooms. So those are two things. I'm sure mushrooms are a small, small part of yeah, the recipe. You say that, and then I, I, I would get it, and that. it would be all mushrooms. No, it wouldn't. 
It'd be everything stuffed into a giant mushroom. See, you're a liar like George Salmanazar. Salmanazar. That's a movie though, right? A, a blonde, blue-haired, pasty English guy <laughs> fools an entire yeah. upper crust society into thinking he's a native of Formosa. That's an Owen Wilson movie for sure. It should be. You know, who should direct it is his buddy. Wes Anderson, yeah. yeah, Wes Anderson and have should Owen direct Wilson it. Do have that. Owen Wilson, Be a perfect movie. Play it. All right, another million dollar idea, there Hollywood. There you go, everyone. You're welcome. And that's it for today's edition of Hello Death. Hello Death. You're dead now, so shut up. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show, and if you are. Why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday? For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. Now it's time to take a look at all the entertainment news with a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Sad news. This happened on Monday, but too late for us to include it in oh. yesterday's episode. A Canadian icon, Gordon Lightfoot, yeah. singer, songwriter, who had been on the charts since the 1970s, passed away at the age of 84 this week. He truly was a uh, Canadian legend yeah. for many Canadians, but uh, he represented a Canada around the world as well. Topped the Billboard Hot 100 in 1974 with Sundown. I love that song. Sundown, you better take care. If I find you've been creeping round my backstairs. Mm -hmm. Good song. Yeah, sure. If you could read my mind. Yeah. If you could read my mind, love. What a tale my thoughts could tell. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Rainy Day People, Carefree Highway, so many great hits. Sadly, I think he is best known for his shittiest song. What? That goddamn Edmund Fitzgerald, <laughs> Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald song. He wrote so many great songs, and this is was a huge hit. Yeah. But not a great song. The captain wired in, he had water coming in, and the good ship and crew was in peril. Later that night when his lights went out of sight Came the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald And that's the whole song. That thing over and over again is the entire song. Yeah, it's not a good song. It, is a, it just goes on and on. It's yeah. a repetitive, droning fable. Yes. Which is fine, I guess. If you like that sort of if thing. If you like that sort of thing. But over and over, and they down and they all shit their pants and they looked out the porthole for water. Their panties. Then they brushed their teeth and they said nighty night, but they woke up with somebody's daughter. That's a better song. <laughs> Just over and over again. It's Whose the daughter? Same thing. I don't know. They're it's on a, mystery. a boat. They have to know. Right? They all know each other. Whose daughter is this? Said the old Captain Square. He wanted to know where she came from. And are from. they all waking up with different daughters? Like, how many daughters are on this boat? No. See? This is a much better song. Much better song. So, anyway, God bless you, Gordy. 84 years old. Uh, the SAG strike. The SAG strike. You Wag bite side. your tongue. Wagga strike. Wagga strike. The Writers Guild of America still in the uh, in the throes. I don't know how long this thing's going to go. I saw them picketing yesterday everywhere. Um, 
What shows are effective? Well, as I mentioned yesterday, all the live late night shows, except for uh, Gutfield over on Fox. He's not. He's not effective. He's not a union. No he, union All writers. his writers are non-union. Mm-hmm. Yeah, surprising. Um, Abbott Elementary. They closed down their writers' room. They were going yeah. into their third season. That sucks. What really pisses me off? Cobra Kai closed their writers' room for the sixth season. Fuck. I have to wait long enough for a new season of Cobra Kai every year. Just resolve this, fucking studios, with all your billions of dollars. They have so much money. Stop being greedy, fucks. It's Pay um, the artists and the writers. You know, the truth is where this all comes from. And it's not that these companies aren't profitable, and it's not that they're not making tons of money. Yeah. It's that they make these guarantees to Wall Street and to their stockholders. Yeah, yeah that they will have X number of exponential growth yeah. in their business plan each and every year. And some of these businesses, like Disney and whatever, they've been around forever, yeah. and it reaches the, to assume you're going to have exponential growth constantly, growth constantly every year is, is a pipe dream. It's insane. And, and it if they everybody. don't mark, if they don't reach those benchmarks that they promised, then they start slashing yeah. the employees and lowering the, the, the money that they give to their employees. It's so shitty. It's a bad way to do business, especially when the CEOs of these companies make it. their salaries so much money. are never decreased and, in many cases, increased. It's kind of nuts, but what do I know? There is a good side to this whole strike, though. There is oh, yeah? one silver lining to this dark cloud. Sure, what? Saturday Night Live had to cancel their Pete Davidson episode oh, no. this coming weekend oh. because the writers went on strike. Is so there no bottom? We will see no Pete oh. Davidson Saturday Night Live Oh, episode, my God. Sadly. Oh, we've all we've brutal. all lost something brutal in this horrible strike. Brutal. There's some good television news. Yeah. After cancellation over at uh, HBO Max, Fuckboy Island has got a new home. Oh, good. It's going to be on the CW. Well, oh, of course God. it is. Are you familiar with Fuckboy Island? I know of the show. F Boy Island never as it's known it. because you can't say fuckboy on television. You should be able to. Hosted by Nikki Glazer. Uh, the premise is there's an island. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of women on the island. Uh-huh. And then there's some fuckboys on the yeah, island. Yeah, yeah. Half fuckboys, half nice half boys. Nice people, yeah, yes. yeah. And the girls have to try to figure out who's a fuckboy and who's a nice boy. Yeah, the fuckboys have to ask like nice boys and the nice boys have to ask like fuckboys. Right, and then you got to figure out who's the fuckboy. Right. What if you're a girl who wants a fuckboy right. and you don't want a nice guy? Right. Then you're doubly screwed. Or what if you're a nice boy and you start acting like a fuckboy? You're like, right. hey, being a fuckboy is not too bad. Or if you're a fuckboy and you see the light and you start being a nice guy. Right. Then you're judged for all your fuckboy exactly. history. So many flaws in this show. You'll be happy to know, by the way, they've just greenlit a uh, a companion show. Oh, did they? Fuck Girl Island. Fuck Girl? Yeah. Sweet. Fuck Girl Island. Like, does any guy on an island, when the fuck girls show up, is going to say, no, nah. no, not me. I'm, I pass- come- I'm passing on the fuck girls. I didn't come to this beautiful island and these scandally clad <laughs> women not to fuck. Not interested. Nope, thank you. Can you find me a nice churchgoer? Is there a book? Is there a library on the island? Anyone with a chastity belt? There's some puzzles while I'm here. Dumb idea. Hey, uh, this Thursday is May the 4th. I don't know if you knew that or not. I Eddie am Pence. aware. Did you know Carrie Fisher is getting her star on the Hollywood Walk of About Fame? fucking time. She will be uh, receiving it appropriately on May the 4th. Everyone is very happy, except for her brother, who apparently was not invited to the ceremony. Why? Well, he is, says... Is he estranged? No, he was good friends with her and with their mother, Debbie Reynolds. But he And he won't come out and say he's just complaining about not being invited. He said he contacted Disney, and they said, well, the family has the last say. 
And he won't say why the family didn't invite him. They had 30 seats, and he's not one of 30. He's done and he's something. Carrie's brother. He's done something. He's done something. And he's trying to make himself look like the victim in this situation. But I guarantee there is some dark story behind yeah. why he's there, not welcome. Are there other siblings alive, or is it just him? I think he's the only one. He's done well, something. Well, no, he's, she's got half-sisters, I think. Right, because if Debbie's... The Jolie Fisher, and there's a couple yeah. other Fishers. But they're not from Debbie. There's Debbie and Eddie Fisher only had two kids, Carrie and... Todd, he's done name. something to not be invited. Yeah, so he's uh, cheesed up. Are you going to go down? Are you going to go down and see the Walk of Fame ceremony? Hey, I'm right there. Maybe I'll walk down. Depends on what time. What time is it? I don't say? Know. Usually they have it around 11 in the morning. I might go. I might walk down there. Pedro Pascal. Pedro? Yeah. Pedro? Pedro. 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 Pedro Pascal. He's everywhere, by the way. He can't He can't. He lose can't a not job. work. He God can't not work. Him. Hey, if I was him... I would take everything, too. I would you squirrel always, away as much goddamn money as I could. Always say yes. Because it doesn't last. He apparently is going to be in the new uh, Gladiator sequel. Oh, okay. Now I'm interested. Now I'll watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, it's being directed by uh, the guy who directed the original. What's All his right. name? I don't uh, know. Scott, Scott. Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. Yeah. And so it's got a sequel based on the original film, and he looks like he's going to be in it. So nice. I like him. He's good in everything. Nice. Me, too. Did you ever see that movie he did with Nicolas Cage? The unbearable weight of uh, unspeakable talent. No, I want to see that. I never saw it. Was it good? Rush to your television <laughs> set and watch it. It's so wildly entertaining. Both of them are great in it. Let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. May 3rd, all these stars were born, starting with Frankie Valley of the legendary Four Seasons. He's 89 years old today. Greatest falsetto in the history of popular music. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I can't, I can't get it. I can't believe you even tried. I can't get it. I can get up to the last note. Uh. <laughs> Did I get up there? No. I got close. But you didn't hit any notes that I don't, were I'm not aiming notes. for notes. I'm just trying to get up there. Into the microphone. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Did you notice me going off mic to not do it into the microphone? I, I was aiming adjacent to the mic. Yours will never be the same again. <laughs> uh, announcer Greg Gumbel, sports announcer, 77 years old today. Amy Ryan from The Office and Only Murders in the Building, 55 years old. Mm-hmm. Bobby Cannavale. Hey, Bobby, how you going, Cannavale? From Boardwalk Empire and Nurse Jackie. And what was that thing he did just recently with the horrible neighbors? He lived in the spooky house. What? With uh, what? the... The Watchers. The Watcher. I don't know what that the is. The Watcher. They're that watching is. your house. Are they watching? They're watching Did you ask them to watch? Are you no, out of town? No, they're just they watching. Them to... oh. And they send you a letter in your house saying, uh, I love your house. It's a very nice house. And I'm watching it. Don't do anything bad to your house. Oh. Right? Well, that's good. There's a dumb waiter and a a guy with developmentally disabled situation rides up and down in it. Big adult. You open your dumb waiter, it's like, and like, oh, great. There's a dumb waiter in the dumb waiter, is what you're saying. (laughs) Singer Christopher Cross is 72. Oh, thank God. I always think of Christopher Cross's birthday 
as the beginning of yacht rock season. This is the this is the time of the year for off. yacht rock. And I've got such a long way to go. Such a long way to go. voice so much more ear splitting because i am a stand-up comedian and i know how to project on stage oh god it's horrible i don't need a microphone christina hendrix from mad man of course 48 years old today dule hill from west wing and psych so good inside 48 as well uh tanya wright from orange is the new black is 45 cheryl burke one of the original pros from dancing with the stars i think she just went back to that show she's 39 and keyboardist David Ball of Soft Cell is 64. Once I ran to you, now I run from you. This tainted love you've given, I give you all a boy could give you. Take my tears and that's not nearly all. Tainted love. That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And now, because it's Wednesday, it's time to meet a one-hit wonder. It's the one-hit wonder. One-hit wonder. One-hit wonders. It's a very common tale. Hey, Ralph. It's Alec in Kansas. Got a suggestion for One-Hit Wonder Wednesday. It's one of my favorite bands of all time. Uh, it's Jimmy World. Uh, just realized that... The middle was their only hit. I think it hit like number five and then nothing else close after that, making them technically a one hit wonder band. So that'd be a pretty good one. Anyway, LMB. Great call, Alec. You're absolutely right. Jimmy Eat World, a massive band that has a huge cult following, yeah. but never much success on the charts. Hmm. They've got 10 studio albums. They're constantly touring. They yeah. always tour and they always draw a huge crowd. There are people out there Alec mentioned himself, one of his favorite bands. They're beloved by the people who love them. And yet sales for their singles, not so great. The band originated in 1993 in Mesa, Arizona, with some best friends since preschool, frontman Jim Atkins and drummer Zach Lynn. They joined uh, our guitarist, they were joined rather by guitarist Tom Linton, and uh, the rest is history. They started, I love these guys because they started putting the work in themselves. They would play in the uh the Arizona area. They recorded their own demo tapes and they developed a following just from being a local band. So much so that the big record labels started to pay attention. That's and cool. Capitol Records came knocking, asking them to put an album together for them with mixed results. They didn't like the process of working with a label. So they went, after that contract was up, they went back to recording on their own. And it was that album entitled Bleed American that led them to DreamWorks Records, who released the record as they had produced it. And it was on that album, The Middle became the band's biggest single to date. They eventually changed the name of that album, Bleed American, because the uh, September 11th attacks happened mm -hmm. right in the middle of it. Yeah. So they changed it simply to Jimmy Eat World. But uh, the song, The Middle, constantly played on MTV, included uh, on Total Requ Request Live. I know we played the crap out of it over there on K-Rock as well when I was working in the radio. A massive hit went all the way up to number five on the Billboard Hot 100. Here it is, their only hit on the charts at least, Jimmy Eat World with The Middle. 
as I mentioned, 10 studio albums to their credit, still touring internationally and around the country. They made a career out of music. Nothing wrong with that. That's awesome. But they do count as one-hit wonders. It's the one-hit wonder. One-hit wonder. One-hit wonders. It's a very common tale. And now, before we say goodbye, time to check in with my pal, Taylor Williamson. Not Taylor Tomlinson, the other comedian I saw this weekend. Don't think I didn't give Taylor some shit about that, being the least successful Taylor's. Uh, he's been at it longer. Yeah, he has. Much longer. Here he is. He's going to be at the Comedy Store next week. I'm going to be there. Maybe you'll come and join us as well. Here he is, my buddy, Taylor Williamson. And here he is welcoming him back to the Ralph Report. One of the funniest men on the show today. <laughs> on the Ralph Report. It's my pal, Taylor Tomlinson. Taylor, I just saw you the other night, and you were great at the Pantages. Congratulations on selling out three shows. That's impressive, I got to say. This is really mean. I thought you were just going to be mean off the air, <laughs> and I thought that we had a deal that you're going to get it out off the air, and then on the air, you're going to be kind. That's when I went fine. to see Taylor Tomlinson, I thought to myself, oh, good, Taylor's finally transitioned. I was so happy for you, and then I found out it was a completely different person, and Taylor Williamson is still a thing. So that's good and bad news, I guess. Finally. It's, is it like I used to get from people like he's gay and he doesn't know it yet. Right. But is that a thing for like, dude, that guy is like a closeted woman and he just. <laughs> are we there yet in society where people are going to taunt people? Like, just admit you're a woman, bro. <laughs> just, just get the surgery. <laughs> Pal, so good to see you and hear from you again. How things? How you been? I'm good, man. I have a beautiful dog that you think is very beautiful. Uh, I have seen baby Betty on social media, <laughs> and she is adorable, but not in like a conventional way. <laughs> she, she's Here's how I would describe her, and you can look up at Betty the Puppy Doggy, D-O-G-G-Y on Instagram. That's the reason I'm here to plug that. <laughs> Is, well, somebody's um, career is going to take off. Hopefully, it'll be hers. Listen, I listen. I'm at the point of show business where you have a kid, and then you just project <laughs> your dreams. You give up on your own dreams, and you project them on your child. You're Dina Lohan. Yes, was she, yes, yes. Thank you. That's such a compliment. So the way I would describe one time I saw Michael at a party. Michael yeah. Lohan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I call him Michael, but um. <laughs> I saw him on, uh, I think I saw him in Celebrity Rehab also, but I was- You were in a Celebrity Rehab and you saw him? The, the Dr. Drew oh, show. Oh, the show. Okay. I thought but, maybe you were actually in rehab and you saw him there. Not yet. Yeah. But, um, Sham one day. Um, <laughs> but, so then I'm trying to scare off your listeners. Um, All the goyim? <laughs> yeah. They're like, what just happened? <laughs> so Betty, my dog, I would describe her as- weird hot <laughs> like you know how it used to be like everyone knew what what hot was and we all right. agreed yeah. but then like these there's these models that are like weird hot and you have to go like is she hot oh 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 she's dating shia labeouf okay i guess she's hot okay so i would say i put betty in that category like you don't know what's if someone tells you she's ugly you go, yeah yeah but then like you're like oh she's she's dating jerry leto she's oh she must be hot so you're saying if she's your dog, she has to be hot because of yours, your your immense hotness. I mean, you said that. <laughs> I'm just saying if she dated if she dated like Justin Timberlake, that like no one would have a problem except the fact that she's three. Right. That's kind of an. She'd be dating Leonardo DiCaprio. Because <laughs> <she's three. laughs> 
night, everybody. That's the Good show. night. That's the show. <laughs> hey, speaking of shows, you're going to be in town. I wanted to tell everybody where they can go see you. You got something coming up, don't you? Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, uh, uh, thank you for mentioning that. Uh, I'm at the on May 11th on Thursday, May 11th. Uh, I'll be at the Comedy Store in the main room doing a comedy special taping. I'm gonna film uh, my best jokes, and it's gonna be a great show. We have especially. What are you laughing? I mean, <laughs> I'm just thinking, just your best jokes. That's gonna be a short special. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Come on, I kid, man. I kid. You're a runner-up on America's Got Talent, for God's sakes. You were, like, the reason that, like, I got all this attention in Los Angeles on K-Rock, thanks to you. And then you turn on me now. I remember back in the day, we used to have you on, and then your career skyrocketed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then, and then you left me, and then this is where we're at now. Like, <laughs> this is what happened to me. Let me keep plugging my plug, buddy. Yes, I'm sorry. Thursday, May 11th at the Comedy Store. <laughs> Like I got a plug for you, buddy. I'm pointing at a, at a, at a yeah, sock. Yeah, people can't see right now, but he's pointing towards an outlet on his wall. I'm very, uh, listen, so so it's going to be a great show Thursday, May 11th. Only $20 for tickets. Oh, my God. And then, you can't afford uh, not to go. And you know who's going to be there? Special guest Nico Santos uh, from uh, Superstore and from uh, Crazy Rich Asians and Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The new one. I watched it already, by the way. You didn't. Mm-hmm. You already saw it. Yeah, I got. I'm a. I'm a big deal, man. <laughs> I was personally invited to the premiere. I wasn't a plus one. <laughs> you weren't anybody's guest. No, no, no. No one. First. No one involved in the Marvel universe got you. Uh, got you in that. In that door at all. Well, Kevin Fe- Feige. Oh, I see. He yeah. personally invited me, and then I brought a date, whatever. <laughs> but like. <laughs> oh, I got to see the movie. You ever get to see a movie before other people do? I used to back when I was somebody, <laughs> but not so much anymore now. No, now I just wait until they stream. I don't even go out of the house anymore to the theater. Dude, I'm with you. Dude, I, I, I just, I didn't even see it in the theater. I almost did. So I'm angry because I almost saw it, the Nike Air movie. Oh, right. Yeah, with yeah. With ben, ben Affleck. And yes. they just announced it's coming to Amazon Prime next next week. Yep. I'm like furious as a potential customer. I almost paid money to go see this in the theater. Now it's out on streaming. You're angry because you almost went to a movie theater. Yeah, I would. I would have wasted money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but but you didn't. So I why are you so I, angry? I almost did though. I understand. So back to your special. Who else is going to be there? I uh, um, Betty. <laughs> Hold on. Betty, is Be- uh, is Betty going to be there? Betty, Betty won't be. Betty won't. Be. I I just realized that we're on the radio and uh, and you you actually went to get your dog to show me her in the well, screen. Well, wow, her, she's pretty. She is pretty hot, ugly hot. Thank you. That's what yes. I wanted to hear. Yes. She's like, yeah, you know. And why uh, does she always look half asleep? Why are her eyes almost always closed? What's going say, on? I'm so honored that you know so much about her. Like, this is the most flattering thing that Ralph. Well, I follow you on social media, and you've been featuring her in many of your clips and pictures lately. So I'm familiar with Betty. Thank you. Um, She's uh, she's my love. And uh, anyways, Betty won't be there because she when she sees me on stage, she starts crying. (laughs) It's not good. She's not alone, (laughs) sir. Come on. Thursday, May 11th at the Comedy Store. 20 bucks. Jesus. No wonder you're not doing well. Why don't you bump up those prices a touch? Which, with sincerity, they wanted me to charge more, but I want to get a room full of 
nice, kind comedy fans who aren't going to be screaming, where's Joe Rogan? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> I came to the comedy store, I want to see Joe Rogan. Who, by the way, I love and I hope to be on his podcast one day soon. And um, Yeah, so do I. <laughs> have you tried? Have you asked No, him? I just hope someday I'll be on it. <laughs> Uh, he's a good friend of mine too, um, Joseph. You think Rogan? he wants to be called Joseph? I don't, I don't think, think he, he like, does. I think no. he wouldn't like that. I do too. Yeah. Uh, where is this special going to land? Do we know yet? Is it is it already a done deal? We're going to see it on Netflix or uh... <laughs> right now? It's probably a done deal for YouTube.com um, <laughs> exclusive uh, exclusive uh, 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 what do you call it a deal exclusive. Um, ex- exclusivity. Uh-huh. But I'm listen. There's going to be a Netflix uh, executive <laughs> taking a look. There's going to be an HBO Max Max executive taking a look. Gotcha. But there's there's a lot of great comics who are just releasing straight to YouTube and getting a lot of success right now. It's amazing That's true. how in the last like two or three years it's changed because like two years, three years ago, I'd be like, I don't want a special on YouTube. What what is that? No one's going to see it. But now everyone has these smart television sets. <laughs> Yes, I'm familiar with them. You know, and they just watch YouTube. Like like old people know how to watch YouTube on their TV now. Listen, I'm going to have to watch football next season on YouTube. It's a real deal now. Is it exclusive to YouTube? If you want to get the DirecTV, uh, what used to be DirecTV, there's Sunday ticket package where you can see out-of-town games so I can follow my Philadelphia Eagles. I have to yeah. watch it on YouTube now because they've got the deal. So, yeah, wow. YouTube's a real thing. Wow. And you, do you have to subscribe to it? Yes. It's like 400 bucks. Just so I, so I can watch football for the season. Well, you might as well just move to Philly. <laughs> Trust me. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Dude, whenever I go somewhere else, I'm like, wait a minute. This is better. <laughs> I was in Portland. Like, everyone's so nice. Like, Yeah. I don't know. Elliot, I don't know. But when you have white hot careers like ours, you can't afford to be out of town, <laughs> Taylor. Because you have to just be, you have to be a phone calls away from hitting the set. Ralph, listen. Like... I'm, this comedy special is gonna launch me into the stratosphere. I'll take you with you. Just, just, just like buckle up. Get like, what is that called when like um, you go rock climbing? They clip that thing on you. Oh yeah, right. The uh, right that just, thing. You can clip that thing onto my like the my my the where you put the belt the belt loop. <laughs> clip yours your belt loop onto my belt loop using one of those things. Gotcha. I got you. Carbines. Carbines. Is that what's called? No. 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 It's like, um, I don't know. I don't know what it's called. I don't go outside either. Either way, I'm hooking myself to Taylor Williamson, and we're going right to the top. I'm, I'm the, I said this off the air. I just need people to know that I'm the biggest Ralph Garman fan. Oh, and, you're uh, very kind. Eddie Pence is okay. <laughs> One time I had someone come up to me, and they're like, hey. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yes. And they're like, do you know Eddie Pence? And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> I did this USO tour. This guy did that to me. And I'm like, yeah, but he's great. But what about me, though? Right. It's not nice. Well, Eddie's a big fan of yours, and I'm a big fan of yours. And it's been too long since we've had a chat. It's uh, so nice to see you and hear from you again. Likewise, man. Um, thank, thank you for having me on your thing. And thank you for understanding that Betty is... Um, <laughs> That's the photo I'm going to put up when I promote this interview. I hope you know. Please. <laughs> and listen, I met Adam West one time. I just want to acknowledge that. All right. Yeah. Great story. Thank you.
I really, see. you should parlay uh, your your comedy career into just like a, a, a doing monologues where you tell <laughs> interesting stories about your life because you really Ralph, have a way with them. Ralph, I'm just trying to remind you why you like me so much. I like sure. you because you're a good man and you're funny and uh, you and you let me make fun of you and pick on you. That's why I like you. And you laugh like at it. You like me because I have low self-esteem? Exactly. That <laughs> and that makes me my esteem just a little bit higher. Listen, Ralph, if, did you, you did stand-up comedy for a minute, yeah? I tried it very, very early on in my career because I wanted to be on a sitcom. And there was a time in this business where it seemed like any, the only people who were getting sitcoms were stand-ups. So I dabbled in it, and I was awful, and I didn't enjoy it, the process. So I said, I'm going to leave this to guys who know how to do it and like to do it because i never enjoyed it well come perform on my big show on oh, next thursday may 11th great idea i'll just blow off blow off the dust of some of my <laughs> material and i'll just get up there in front of a packed house that'd be great it would not be great no okay well, i think about it from time to time because now it seems like you don't necessarily have to have any real talent as a stand-up comedian in order to tour around and be a stand-up comedian oh that's that's how it is now yeah it seems like anybody who with a with a TikTok account or with Instagram followers can can book themselves into the improv and do a set. It's very odd. We've been doing it wrong. Apparently. Don't be funny. You just have to get a niche and like, but just find a lane that like other people don't have. Like maybe like, like toothbrushes. <laughs> well, everyone uses a toothbrush. That's true. I mean, and, except for gross people, but you well, don't want gross people at your shows. No. All the, the meet and greets would be awful to meet people who didn't <laughs> use toothbrushes after the show. You, do you do meet and greets? I know some comedians like them, some don't. I I do. Um, yeah, no, I I do. I mostly. I mean, a little bit after COVID, I didn't do them. Yeah, because seriously, I'm thinking about it. And you were on America's Got Talent, and that was a huge audience. You did very well on that, and you had all that press with you and Heidi Klum and your feud and whatnot. So I imagine when you go to smaller markets like towns that don't have a lot of entertainment, they're probably excited when you come to town and they probably want to meet you afterwards. That's such a neg. That's <laughs> it's such not a neg. a neg. It's a pause. I imagine people in tertiary markets enjoy seeing you. <laughs> well, I imagine people in the small towns are happy to wait to say hello to you. People who don't have a lot of interaction with actual <laughs> celebrities probably get excited when you show up. Can I tell you how true that is, though? I was just in Lexington, Mi Michigan. Mm. So you go, you fly to Detroit, and then you drive for ninety miles. Right. These people were so happy to see me. Yeah. And they're so they're so nice. I mean, like, I would if my agent, like, I literally would be so down to just perform an hour from major cities for the next year. Mm -hmm. The crowds are so happy and so kind and so down for meet and greets, and it's very rare that I have something like weird happen or inappropriate happen or just makes right. me sad, you know. And uh, I mean, the only thing that happens now is people make fun of me for wearing a mask. Like they just don't get it. I'm just like, you don't, you're not around. You don't have, you're, you go, you're in your family and your work and you go home. I just had a hundred people walk by me and with disgusting COVID breath. <laughs> oh, by the way, if I'm going to get COVID, I'm going to get it in a major city. Okay. Right. I'm not getting COVID in a small market. Okay? No, we want elite COVID. If I have to rent a car to get to you, you're not getting me COVID, okay? <laughs> I'm getting picked up by a door guy with with fast food in his front seat, okay? That's in a city where I'm getting COVID. <laughs> Thank you. How do people get tickets for your show on May 11th if they want to spend $20 of their hard-earned money to see you? Now you're making it sound expensive. <laughs>
Ralph. $20 is nothing. <laughs> it's, uh, there's a link in my bio on Instagram at Taylor Comedy or comedystore.com. Just click on May 11th in the main room. And yeah, please like t- come out and tell your friends. And uh, I really want to fill it up with fun, silly people. Again, if you don't want to see me, Nico Santos from Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy will be there. And he's a really funny, special comedian. I've known for a million years and it's amazing to watch him become the superstar that he deserves to be in. And all kidding aside, Taylor is one of the best guys working today. He is funny and smart and inventive. And if you like comedy, even if you're not familiar with Taylor, and let's face it, most of us aren't, okay, you <laughs> will enjoy this show. So I say if you're free on Thursday, May 11th, get your ass to the comedy store and go see my man Taylor. Thank you, Ralph. You're you're. You're a really nice person sometimes, and it means a lot to me. You're really nice to me sometimes. Thank you. I appreciate that. Buddy, best of luck, and let's not make it so long before we chat again, all right? Thank you, brother. Deal. All right. Be well. You too, man. And that's it for today's show. Thank you so much, kids. Truly appreciate you guys hanging out. Come back and join us tomorrow on a Thursday. That means Ralph Sex University. More of you guys and more of us guys, but you can't enjoy it unless you're here and you can't be here unless you take care of yourself don't get scurvy eat an orange you fuck or give an orange to people who can't afford an orange that's a good idea so the children don't get scurvy either way let's all take care of ourselves and each other stay good in the hood because life is life and you don't want scurvy no that's all i'm saying we'll talk to you tomorrow kids and still instill instill a sense of hope in each other and until Until we speak to you, please remember, I love you. I mean it. Bye. Ha ha. So ha. I got it. Ha ha. Bye bye. Take a better dance now. Bye, Menon. Eat an orange, you fuck. (laughs) 